0: The recorded. I want to let you know I'm in Orlando and I did the shooting what's your name my name is I pledge of allegiance to Abu Bakr al Baghdadi of the Islamic State by the way there's there's some vehicles outside that has been bombed. Just to let you know, your people are going to get it, and I'm going to ignite it if they try to do anything stupid. Okay, I under I understand that, and I'll pass that along. Can you tell me what vehicle? Because I don't want to see anybody get hurt. No. Well, you need to know that they need to stop bombing of Syria in it off I. Am, the U.S. is collaborating with Russia, and they're killing innocent women and children. Okay. I I hear what you're saying. My homeboy Cameron Sarnaya did his thing on the Boston marathon. My homeboy Munir Abu did his thing, okay? So now it's my turn, okay? <laughs> this is the emergency broadcast
1: system. This is not a test. Repeat, repeat, this is not a test. This is our virus, <inaudible> so the advisors to take the ball of the The to to
0: podcast for the curious mind i don't know what that means
2: broadcasting live from a chinese made microphone Hi, atop Sioux nation i am jamal uh cussing with hussing here with may massacre how you doing buddy Clean.
3: Dude, i i i loved how what we did there or what you did there with the like beginning that, that is phenomenal we should do that more often that's really cool
2: i think you're right i think you're right i think it's a nice little teaser into what we're talking about uh give sort of a pretense set the mood for the show this is not going to be a um uh, it's not going to be a fun subject but it's also you know that it's conspiracy week here at phantom fact society Yep, and uh, I'm glad to have the greatest conspiracy mind of them all here with me. (laughs) Wait till we start getting into sports conspiracies. That's I mean, that's a show you need to host uh, (laughs) because there's a million right there to go on. But today we're going up against U.S. government conspiracies, Mm. and uh, and we've started with that clip. Should we play that clip again? Just uh, oh yeah, okay.
0: I want to let you know I'm in Orlando and I did the shooting what's your name my name is I pledge of allegiance to Abu Bakr al Baghdadi of the Islamic State by the way there's there's some vehicles outside that has been bombed just to let you know. Your people are going to get it, and I'm going to ignite it if they try to do anything know. stupid. Okay, I under I understand that, and I'll pass that along. Can you tell me what vehicle? Because I don't want to see anybody get hurt. No. Well, you need to know that they need to stop bombing Australia and Iraq. I the U.S. is collaborating with Russia, and they're killing innocent women and children, okay? I, I hear what you're saying. My homeboy, Cameron Sarnayas, did his thing on the Boston Marathon. My homeboy, Munir abu did his thing, okay? So now, it's my turn, okay?
2: This is the 911 audio call. We have the initial one from 911, dispatch, and then the last two clips are with the uh, hostage negotiator at the club, the Pulse. Now, do you remember...
3: Uh, hearing about this shooting. This no. Have... I was just trying to look that I was I don't know if I was living under a rock. What did Devin say? His line the other day, living under a rock, <laughs> struggling something. Yeah. I love that because that's so true. Um I don't I don't remember this. I the last yeah. Orlando shooting I thought was, was dildos and gay people, but I, I don't I'm not sure. I, this, maybe that was
2: this is uh interesting because it's the worst mass shooting in American history, what until Las Vegas, which happens uh, a year later.
3: Oh, okay, so this was a while back. This is okay.
2: 2016, June of 2016. Set the mood, we're in the middle of a general election between Hillary Clinton and Donald J. Trump. Um, you know. Jo- Trump has already been selected for the Republican side. Hillary has been selected uh, for the Democratic side. They are fundraising at this point in time. A lot of money being raised for both political campaigns ahead of the debates. I don't think they had the debate yet. I think the debate comes later in the year. So this is sort of the time frame we're working with right now. Obama is in a lame duck session with you know Congress and everyone there, and so, and you know how it is in politics; it's crazy. Uh, everyone's trying. You know, now that you, especially as soon as the parameters have been set, once we know, you know who the final two are going to be, then it's just a, a a frenzy of cash being thrown out to every investigative research team, da da da, so on and so forth. Yep. So, crazy time. I bring this up because we're in an election year right now and uh just as americans i you know i don't know how it is for other cultures but election years are a crazy time like uh there's always things that happen uh and then they seem almost to like disappear overnight because it could affect one party one way or the other this is the case i feel with the orlando shooting now the las vegas shooting killed 60 people this Orlando shooting killed uh fifty. Oh okay. You know now the injuries in the Vegas shooting are you know c- considerably higher because you know it was just unsolicited gunfire everywhere.
1: Uh, and you well, the-
3: that was was maybe more than one person. This Orlando thing, I was just looking. There's no real talk. I couldn't find of multiple shooters. It was just oh, yeah, it's one just- one individual.
2: Yep yep and and uh, as far as conspiracy goes, this is not the same thing as what happened in Las Vegas. The, the only relation is is it was the worst mass shooting before the Vegas shooting, which happens a year later. So I mean, and you you and I both have no way of forgetting what you know the, the day Vegas got shot up. We'll remember hearing about that on the news. You know, there's no living under a rock when it came to that, man. Yeah. You heard about that. Yes. All right. Why didn't you hear about the Orlando shooting? Or why wasn't it such a, 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 as such a deep impact as the Vegas shooting?
3: I mean, the only thing I can think of is... Um, well, and I don't I, know I, if I, race I, is, is, but the, the individual that did this Orlando shooting and the ties to what do you say Iraq and Syria and you know trying to tell trying to tell the negotiator that we need to get our nose out of it. Like I don't know. I don't. I, you figure that would that would get steam and that would be shoved all down our throat like everything else because that's you know.
2: Well, let's but, consider the political philosophy at the time. Uh, Obama, in his second term, had b- begun the, uh, what what they call it, the, uh, the Middle East uh, Spring, or what would they call that? The, the Spring Revolutions all across the Middle East. They ran in Egypt, and they tried to run in Iran, and they tried to run all of these like little NGO revolutionary groups of people, similar to what they did in Ukraine, but they did it all across the Middle East. Uh, and then you know you had ISIS pop up and these other, um, you know, and I'm I'm now I brought up terrorist groups. That's what I begin to wonder, like what constitutes the terrorist use? Like we talk about the Houthis, and then if you watch the Houthis like their own broadcasts, they identify themselves as the Yemen Army. So like you know, you know I use these terms. I use these terms according to the propaganda that was taught to me back in 20, you know, 13 2014 when it comes to that. Because we were and if you remember too in 2016 uh the chemical bombings in Aleppo, Syria took place. Do you remember hearing about that? There was like uh supposedly the Syrian king had uh bombed Aleppo with chemical gas and mm. had gassed all his citizens. <laughs> <laughs> You don't, yeah, this was a huge. No. Yeah, this was a huge thing in 2016. So in Syria, the king of Syria, who was once like a good friend with people in LA, and you know he's sort of like a hip king. Now he's persona persona non grata, uh, and he's bombing uh, with chemicals his own people in the city of Aleppo. And there's video footage. The White Hats are there. Doctors Without Borders are there. Well, then it turns out through investigation that none of these uh, these barrels that contain chemical gas, you know, could be produced in Syria. There's no, uh, no. actual... Oh, it's a huge PSYOP, and it's discovered amongst the Internet rather quickly. And uh, it single-handedly prevents us from going to war in Syria. Uh, the fact that the Internet was able to digest all the pictures that were shown to us, and, and prove that we, there was nothing of this sort going on over there in Aleppo from the uh, Syrian regime. All right. So you've got – so
3: so that means so – he just wanted – wait. He just wanted fake clout for bombing his own people? I don't no, understand
2: no, it. he didn't bomb his own people. They were – this was um, American-financed.
3: Oh, chemical of, course it, of yes. course it was. Of course it was. Yeah. yeah.
2: We were we were
3: creating. That's where my tax dollars went in sixteen. Yes. Okay, okay, yes, yes, makes sense. We created. No wonder I haven't seen a fucking tax return.
2: Yeah, I miss the good old days of Panama, where you could like stash a couple porn magazines into a duffel bag and take down a leader. Now we gotta gas a whole city, yeah. you know, in order to you know raise up a little... and even that didn't work. So no, no doubt. The State Department is scratching their heads on how to, you know, make this work. And then, and then, in the middle of all of this going on, in June, 911 gets this call Hey,
0: Mercy this is Oscar Lyons being recorded. What? I want to let you know I'm in Orlando.
2: And I did the shooting. Okay. And we've watched that twice now. But uh, this takes place. And as that night unfolds, um, several things happen. Uh, this man, uh, Omar Mateen, enters a nightclub called The Pulse, which is known for being a gay nightclub. Uh, he enters it at 2 o'clock. Uh, empties like i forget uh, i think it's like 112 rounds injures fi- uh injures uh 100 people kills uh 50 and then holds up in a bathroom with human hostages threatening to kill them
3: mm-hmm.
2: uh and then we hear you know the 911 dis- uh dispatch call there he's admitting to doing the killings uh they get police there he claims that there's bombs in certain vehicles in the parking lot turns out that's not true uh after investigation they find out that you know there was no bombs
3: that's a good that's a good um bluff though right because you know that's going to even buy you more time that's going to give you an extra layer of protection in a sense so he can start you know trying to scramble and think like why wouldn't you say that you know hey i've got 10 vehicles out there rigged with explosives be careful that's just gonna buy you more time so even though it was horse shit you know i mean that's not that's not a bad thought it's also sketchy
2: obviously fox news picks up the name of the shooter after this all has uh taken place and they run with terrorists because that's what fox news does you know like the first thing they're like, it's no different. Everyone bitches about, you know, how NBC and CBS look for main stories. You know, like if there's a shooting, a police shooting, was it a white guy on a black on a black guy? Yeah, you know, a Fox does the exact same thing, but just in its own special flavor. So in this case, especially at the height of these news organizations, which is pre-Trump presidency. Fox catches the name that this guy, Mateen, Omar Mateen, has gone into a gay club. So all of the signs are there that this is a terrorist attack. And they run with that story. Uh, You know, they say possible, possible terrorist attack, possible terrorist attack. You know, uh, that's the theme. Uh, Even some other news networks pick it up. And then in a moment of bravery, the Department of Justice ran by Eric Holder of the Obama administration, decides to not release any of the phone or uh, transcripts from the phone calls that night. Surprise, surprise. And this is, like, uh, maybe the first time I recall where there was an active, like, hey... We're not going to let you know what he said or what he wanted. We're just going to say he killed a lot of people and he's dead. And, he, you know, he was a lone wolf. Do you remember hearing that term? Lone wolf. This is a lone wolf attack. A lone wolf attack. Yeah. You think this is a, I mean, listen to this guy again. Uh, This is last time. Force you to listen to it, but uh, listen to this guy, his demeanor. You know, is he, you know, does he sound like a lone wolf? Hey, Mercy one. this is Oscar
0: recorded. What I want to let you know, I'm in Orlando and I did the shooting. What's your name? My name is, I pledge of allegiance to Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi of the Islamic State. By the way, there's there's some vehicles outside that have been bombed just to let you know. Your people are going to get it, and I'm going to ignite it if they try to do anything stupid. Okay, I under I understand that, and I'll pass that along. Can you tell me what vehicle? Because I don't want to see anybody get hurt. No. Well, you need to know that they need to stop bombing Syria in Iraq. The U.S. is collaborating with Russia, and they're killing innocent women and children, okay? I I hear what you're saying. My homeboy, Cameron Zarnayev, did his thing on the Boston Marathon. My homeboy, Munir Abu Santha did his thing, okay? So now it's my turn, okay? All
2: right, so that uh, is him. Now he he claims he's an Islamic soldier. Yep. Right now, is this just someone that is like is this someone who's like, hey, realizes they were of Nordic descent and now uh believe they should like learn Norwegian and like cook only in Norwegian food? Is that the is that the situation we have going on here? Or is this guy an actual member of ISIS? what like, when you hear it like that I mean like what are you thinking?
3: i I think it's yeah, it's more of um trying to get back to your roots, you know like oh, you know, yeah, this is it. this is what I'm supposed to be doing this is the 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 fad, you know in a sense like I don't think this guy is pure from the get Isis. I think he, I think he, um, I believe
2: he's 24,
3: 25 here. Yeah. It just seems like, you know, cause the, the two guys that did the Boston, th- they, you know, they were younger too. I mean, I think it was, Hey, this is what our, you know, the homeland is doing. This is what they, they want us to carry out in a sense, not, you know, well, I think it's just kind of like a like, recruit
2: thing. He says my homeboy and I have, you know, like, and people are like, hey, did he have relation, you know, was he a blood relation to this guy? And to me, that just sounds like, Hey, like my, like my main man did down yeah. in Austin, you know, like more like uh, you know, my bro.
3: Yeah,
2: exactly. I, I didn't see like anything that had to do with like these guys were, you know, related yeah or friendly even to that level like he heard about him he thought god dang it you know like good for him you know yeah um exactly all right i'm gonna share this clip that was shared the day of june 12th um by cbs um can you see that you see that yep okay i'm gonna play it there might be an ad here because it's cbs and I'm, I'm never going to pay for any type of subscription here, but this just sort of gives you, this is an article from that time, June 12th, 2016, 1136 PM uh, from CBS. And their story is ISIS claims responsibility for Orlando nightclub attack that left 50 dead. I think it's fascinating that this hasn't loaded. I almost wonder if uh, it's been taken down. Um, because it shows this shows that the news had like the right angle from the beginning like oh there's definitely he's throwing out what's going on in syria and iraq uh he's uh talking about this uh, one general that was killed uh by obama al Baghdadi, um and uh and then isis comes out and says that uh they uh they take credit for this attack. Now is this ISIS just uh is this ISIS just uh uh you know like hopping on the train here? Could very well be.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
1: You it's, know, be like, hey,
2: yeah, you know, he says it. He killed uh, a bunch of gay people.
3: A bunch of Americans are dead, yeah. It fits the narrative, fits their bill. They're gonna they're gonna take it and claim it.
2: Just claim it. Now they also they also took claim to the Vegas shooting.
3: Yeah, but that was um, that I don't I that Are the only reason I, that doesn't fit the bill is the, the Vegas shooter was supposedly the one man they shoved down your face was all was a white gentleman, wasn't he? Like an older yeah, yeah. like yeah. this this orlando thing it's like you know when you're when you're a part of those those cults or those fan clubs and they're like okay this is what you need to do to be a part of it you know and everyone gets their own little list and then you know that's why i i feel like that's how these little networks and groups work i mean i I think all of these people i mean are just trying to to be a part of it. And I mean, it could go easily back to all the little cells that are all over the United States, supposedly. And everyone has an agenda that, you know, when, when certain dates and times are in place, Hey, this is what you're tasked to do. You know, you will be, uh, you will go down with your life, but you will be given, you know, the holy, whatever that they fucking believe in because you're carrying out the the mission from in in, with inside i don't know
2: okay now why did the obama administration uh and i can show you this uh from cbs news um just do it here real quick Uh, doj reverses course here says the obama administration on monday released a full uncensored transcript of Orlando shooter Amarma team. It still would be four months later before you could hear the actual audio. But they gave us the transcript. Now, the original one was heavily redacted uh, based off of Attorney General Loretta Lynch. I forgot she had took over for Eric Holder uh, in the second half and uh, the Justice Department there uh, and said that uh, she they had removed all of the pledging of allegiance to Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi uh, they had taken away the, uh, anything to do with uh, ISIS on the uh, transcript, uh, and their justification for it was, in a statement by Loretta Lynch to redact the transcript, was to remain sensitive to the interest of the surviving victims, their families, and to the integrity of the ongoing investigation.
3: But why? What does that mean? What does it even mean? Like this,
2: she I'm said, "We're not defying. going to be, for example, broadcasting his pledges of allegiance. We are trying uh, not to revictimize those of uh, those who went through that horror." She said that on the uh, George Stephanopoulos show. Uh, she said it caused an unnecessary distraction from the FBI's work on the investigation. And uh and so they would not uh yeah, they would not um share that information. And and that's a good question, is why? Yeah, are you satisfied with those reasons? No. Doesn't this sound like JFK when JFK was assassinated and then they killed Oswald and the guy's defense for the first three months, the guy that killed Oswald, Jack Ruby, his defense team came up with the defense so that you could not bear to see Jackie Kennedy go through a trial of her husband's killer. Yeah. 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 If That's the same excuse they've been using for 60 years.
3: Yeah. It, it, it plays. It, it, it scores the touchdown. So why not? I mean, it's, it, they just dust it off. They're like, you know, it's not original. None of this. It's all just recycled. It's <laughs> just, Fucking like, different character.
2: <clears throat> These guys got a folder.
3: Yeah, It's Not like, like uh, who makes Madden. They just copy and paste the previous Maddens. And they just give it a... You know, they put the rookies in and, and update the uniform. I, the shit's the same. I mean, get the fuck out of here.
2: Okay, well, it gets deeper than that, May. Uh, I'm going to pull up his Wikipedia file, uh, share it with you. Uh, right here, it says that uh, Omar Mateen... Born, see, uh, that doesn't
3: even look like the same guy that, that that looks like the middle guy in the video that we watched Mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. they showed the guy on the left. I don't know, maybe I'm mistaken. Oh, I no, thought,
2: they were showing uh the Boston bomber on the left and then this guy on the right.
3: Who's the guy with all the teeth smiling in the when they did the three? I'm pretty sure know. that was
2: that was the Boston bomber when he because oh, okay. that's when he was talking about that. Now, this is Omar. Oh, wait. uh, Yeah, this is Omar Amir Sadiq, uh, also known as Omar Mateen. He was born in New York to Afghan-American parents. He moved to Florida as a child. I think, and granted, we are on uh, Wikipedia, the Mm -hmm. Internet Book of Knowledge. But I always think this is interesting. You know, like, as soon as someone goes up and, uh, you know, shoots up a club, they're like, well, he's shown a lifestyle of an interest in violence and he could never pay attention in school and he uh, always got suspended. But I, I started doing a little more research on this guy and, uh, there's some interesting, interesting connections with him. First of all, born in long Island. Uh, so take that long Island. Not everyone you produce is a great artist. Some of them are terrorists. Uh, Fuck yourself. Long so he time. was
3: born in the United States. Yeah, yeah. He's an American.
2: Uh, and uh, born in a Jewish hospital, too, which I think is probably haunted him. Is that um,
3: ironic or what is that? Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> His father, Mir Sadiq Mateen, is from Aharat and immigrated from Afghanistan in the 80s during the Mujahedin era. Remember this? Sure in the 80s, Rocky made a movie about it. This is when he this is dad comes from Afghanistan to America. Becomes a naturalized citizen in 89. 9 years later, he was a secret informant for the FBI at times between January 2005 and June 2016.
3: Ooh.
2: He also owns a nonprofit company named the Durand Jirga Inc. Based in Port St. Lucie, Florida. He hosts a political commentary show that aired on a California based Payam E. Afghan television channel in which he expresses anti-Pakistani views. Uh, His mother, Shahala Mateen was taken into custody after she attacked her husband while he was brushing his teeth in 2002 um so interesting parents. Yes. Right off the bat. Some 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 interesting uh some interesting parents. Now I know what you're thinking and the uh the question is yes we've got a picture of his poppy uh right here Mir Sadiq Omar Mateen's father five fast facts you need to know. This is the guy
3: right. Look here. at that dick broom. Well, that's impressive.
2: Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it is. It is a yeah. great mustache. <laughs> it's, it's, and thick hair. Yeah. I mean, this guy's got to be like 80 at this point.
3: Well, I, you know, I want to know why his son cut his hair by fucked up barber when his dad's got a nice head of hair on him.
2: All right, couple sure, things sure. about this guy. Uh declared his candidacy for Afghan presidency. Okay. Uh Yeah, should we watch a little clip of him? Sure. Let's, uh, let's let's see what this guy's all about here. First of all, into the music. is this guy an alex jones for afghanistan's
3: i think so i think so. so see
2: can we see him getting angry I that's what <laughs> i want I already heard him talking shit about Pakistan. I don't even speak.
1: You know?
3: That language, though, everything it sounds, sounds so angry. It's, like, <laughs> it's just like, yeah. yeah. It's German
2: equivalent
3: of... Yeah. Uh, yeah. And he said that in Afghanistan, <laughs> <laughs> we're going و مثلا نداره روزی okay. اما Alright so that's his dad right just
2: so you just so you have an idea here
3: That is the, the uh that is the Alex Jones um knockoff
2: yeah yeah uh he supports he supports the uh taliban in afghanistan um big fan of the old tally which would make sense because if he escaped in the 1980s the taliban was the good team back then if you remember okay. Okay, so taliban you. was yeah yeah the taliban was fighting back the russians they were the they were the good team we gave them all sorts of weapons that they used against us in the uh 2000s that makes it's sense Yeah, he said the attack had nothing to do with religion. That's what uh, he said. uh, Despite his strong political and religious views, Sadiq insists that the Orlando mass shooting had nothing to do with religion. He stated the following to NBC News. This has nothing to do with religion. We are saying we are apologizing for the whole incident. We weren't aware of any action he is taking. We are in shock like the whole country. Uh, Sadiq and Mateen were enraged when he saw two men kissing a couple of months ago in Miami and suspects the incidents had something to do with the massacre. Uh, He owns a nonprofit company, the Duran Jirga Incorporated, which we talked about earlier. This is uh, started in uh, 2010. um, And then uh, uh, we already knew this. He was of Afghanistan. Descent. Um, He looks like
3: he's trying to fit into that Orlando gay club right there in that photo. But you know,
2: well, that's interesting because like there was uh, some accounts where like he secretly was gay, and this was like his way to redeem himself was to you know kill the thing that he loved. I who knows? (laughs) You can come up. I literally listen, and I think that was just like a way to like sort of defame him um but nonetheless there was a cover-up going on and this guy um clearly had father involved with the fbi yes no doubt i mean open no doubt father was involved with the fbi
3: as an informant
2: for like 30 years right so i mean that's that's some... It makes
3: it hard to like when dad's involved with the FBI, and now a mass shooting is taking place right in the thick of election, politic time. It's it almost it just I, come on. What, I mean, hey, we need your son. His card was pulled. He needs to. He needs to carry out. He needs to do. I don't know. I mean, that's well, it gets, it, something it gets, stinks. It
2: gets, you're right. Something does stink. It gets deeper here. Uh, let's go into his post-secondary education employment. All right. So had a rough time in school, finally graduates in 2003 from Martin County, Stewart adult vocational school. Uh, he had been suspended for 48 days for being involved in fights and injuring other students. Uh, so, um, you know, Probably did have some issues, you know, when it came to that. Uh, Mateen attended Indian River State College for criminal justice. Uh, in his questionnaire, he admitted to being involved in a crime that was undetected. He went on to earn an Associate's of Science degree in criminal justice technology from the college in 2006. He worked in a number of local stores and restaurants while attending school. In 2006, so hard worker, uh, he began working as a recruit for the Florida Department of Corrections, being assigned to the Martin Correctional Institution. Um, and it's interesting, like, uh, they have his applications, right? So he said that he experimented with marijuana when he was a young teenager. He was arrested at school when he was 14. Um Following the Virginia tech shooting in 2007, he suggested in a training class that he should bring his gun to class. And uh, that got him dismissed. <laughs> 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 <sighs> He's but just trying then, to protect himself. But then that is interesting, right? That is interesting because what, exactly did he mean did he mean like hey i need to protect myself or did he mean like hey maybe i should do the same thing this (laughs) guy
3: you know like yes the answer is yes
2: (laughs) but then it gets a little bit more interesting may because in 2007 until his death in 2016 so for nine years mateen got a job working for a British-based security firm called G4S Secure Solutions from Jupiter, Florida that was originally uh, based in Britain. All right? Uh, And not just that, six years before his mass shooting, Mateen, while working for G4S, is interviewed and appears on a documentary called The Big Fix. Uh... The 2012 documentary about Deepwater Horizon's oil spill. Now, this is what he said in his interview: "Nobody gives a shit here. Everybody's just get out to get paid, like they're hoping for more oil to come out and more people to complain, so they'll have jobs. They want more disasters to happen."
3: I mean, that he's almost—that sounds pretty right. Because more disasters means more people are getting their pockets stuffed. i mean it's he's not wrong he is what'd you say what uh don't let a good crisis go to waste
2: yep yep that's exactly it and and that's what he was observing uh g4s now this is a security company right uh and maybe maybe we take a gander at uh their uh their page here on uh uh, no, let's see here, G4S Global, here is their webpage right here, All right, this is a company he worked for, who we are, uh, our people, our employees, look at these guys, you know, they're just providing security, you know, nothing, nothing weird about that, what we do, let's take a look at what they do, uh, what we do, uh, cash solutions that's interesting. A uh, risk assessment, risk management and consulting services, security systems and service, security and guarding services. I mean like uh, let's see. social responsibility. I mean securing our climate. These guys seem like a legit company, right? this em- employee welfare the welfare of our employees is paramount importance to us and all our businesses aim to ensure employees are supported during difficult times see these guys these are just like you know you're renting you're you know you're mall cops right yeah 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 oh ooh, slavery and human trafficking statement it's interesting thing to have on your website huh
3: yeah you gotta fit in to get in
2: i guess let's see how they're stopping uh human trafficking
3: they're stopping it with those hats. Look
2: you know, at this, 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 Look at this guy. Yes. Hmm. Uh, yes. They mm. got a code of conduct. That's good. Got to sign a form saying you're not going to traffic. Oh, they've got a trafficking statement from. Oh man, they got to do one every year.
3: Yeah, every you gotta year. Stay, you got to stay on top of it. You can't. You can't slip because one day you'll. You'll want to traffic a human. You just so, never know.
2: Let's, yeah. uh, let's take a look at uh, let's take a look at the very first one. See if they've been, uh, see if uh, they've improved it. Here is a slavery and human trafficking statement from 2016. Um, let's see. Our supplier code of conduct sets out requirements and expectations uh, for international human rights. Uh, all suppliers are expected to comply interesting interesting migrant work employer I right don't hire illegals whistleblowing okay all right that's uh that's you know good for them standard good for standard. them yeah, so uh, i'm gonna just take a look at their new one this is from last year ooh we got bold lettering now it's interesting uh seemed like they tidied it up a little bit good for they them did. We got bullet points here. That's good. Little links so we can see more about it. Okay. All right. So obviously these guys are up and up. Yeah. Um and then, you know, what's a, uh, what's a little weird May, is then Vanity Fair did an article about this company. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to see that article? Yeah. I thought you, I might I thought you might find this interesting. Um, Let's see here. I'm sharing this. Vanity Fair, with the title on April 2014, two years before the Orlando shooting takes place, they are called the Chaos Company from the Vanity Fair magazine. Wherever governments can't or won't maintain order, from oil fields in Africa to airports in Britain and nuclear facilities in America, the London-based global security behemoth G4S has been feeling that void. It is the world's third largest private sector employer and commands a force three times the size of the British military. Wow! On site in South Sudan, Sudan, with G4S ordnance disposal teams, William Alongfaishi learns just how dirty the job can get and how perilous the company's control. I mean, this guy. <laughs> you go into research of this company he worked for, dude, and uh, and it's not good. It's not good. It turns out these guys are one of the largest armies in the yeah. world.
3: That's what I'm getting. That's what I'm gathering from this.
2: And when was their hi- when was the height of their career? or of, of their company's, you know, uh, business was during the Iraq-Afghanistan war in which they supplied thousands of security detail to protect corporation interests. Mm. That's, uh, that's the company.
3: Oh boy. He cut out. We we're talking about a company. Yep, yep,
2: yep, no, that's a company. That's a company Omar
3: worked for. Yep. So uh, sorry, I gotta reset
2: my camera here. Uh okay, so still feeling lone wolf here?
3: No, not after that. No. <laughs> nope. That that goes back into here's your assignment. Um, you know what we expect. That uh that screams of filth. And nastiness. It does. I wonder what their uh, PTO policy is. I wonder if they have good benefits. But, um, yeah, that's
2: Uh, right in front now. Uh, Hey, how's it going? I had to reset my camera here. Um, No. So, I mean, I'm telling you, May, a lot of weird stuff when it comes to Omar Mateen. A lot of weird stuff.
3: Now, do you think he... He works for a company that's supposed to clean up the filth and protect certain interests. Does he see the 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 gays in that community as filth, and he needed to clean it up, or does it go back to he was secretly, you know, into that? And then, like you said, to cleanse himself, he that's it, There's a lot of lot of lot of different little avenues you can go down with this, but that definitely doesn't seem like a a lone wolf situation now with this Orlando shooting. I mean, I don't know. It's odd. It's
2: very odd. Um, But there
3: are no, with the Orlando thing, there are no, like that I understand or remember, there are no accounts of people saying they see, they've seen, you know, multiple shooters. Like in Vegas, you know, there was all those people that were like, no, fuck that. There was, there was not just one human being. This You don't ever, you don't ever talk about, you don't
2: ever hear I mean, what happens, I I'm I don't don't know if it makes a difference if it was Lone Wolf or not at this point, you know, it is very there's just a lot of weird weird interesting coincidences with Omar Mateen and uh, and what uh His background was, who his parents were, you know, who his friends were. Uh, Let me share this one here. Moner Muhammad Abu Salah. This is the, this guy right here is the first um, American to go over to Syria and um, kill himself uh, as a suicide bomber. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm gonna play you the Wall Street Journal click right here. First American citizen involved in a suicide bombing in Syria civil war. He's a 22 year old from Florida. Went to the same church as Omar Mateen. Uh, in mosque. You know that's what they call him. Uh, and. Uh, for those of you listening, he uh, carried out a suicide truck bombing in the Idlib province.
1: My name is Abu Guerrero. i uh, from America. Uh, 22 years old.
2: This guy has an Italian mother, and his father was from Afghanistan. This guy looks straight like a farm boy out of the Midwest.
3: He uh, He looks like a chunky... I mean he's got, of an Amish. He's man. got the
2: beard, you know, but everything else, if you shave this guy's face, he looked like a farm boy from the Midwest.
1: You think jihad is evil and terrorism?
2: Yes, I do.
1: This has nothing to do with terrorism. These are the true terrorists. Oh, well, that's true too. Well, jihad wouldn't even kill one child? But these have killed many children, okay. not just Bashar and his troops, America and their troops, the Yehud and their troops, China and all their troops, Russia, NATO, everyone have gone into lands and killed many Muslims, your brothers and your sisters. Now how can you, America, say that? This is your land. This is not your land. This is God's land. God's the one who created it. You don't own it. Have you created the dirt? Did you create the trees? Did you create the water? When the rain falls into the ground, make trees and 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 the fruits grow. Allah says in the Quran, "We do it, not you." We. I lived in America. I know how it is. You have all the fancy amusement park.
2: I just to pause this this outlet here, that's not covered properly. Driving me.
3: The placement of his gun, like he should put the (laughs) barrel more over his head, like. Yeah, like good.
2: you're bouncing around a lot, you're angry, it's an AK. But, he's
3: you know, just asking for that fucking bullet to go right up through his snout. just.
2: That's probably where they're like he showed up to the war front and they're like, Ah yeah. you can drive a bus into yeah. a fucking sport. You you put
3: your boy, you put your boy, you could drive, you could drive
1: and the restaurants and the food and all this crap and the cars and you think you're happy you're not happy you're never happy i was never happy i was always sad and depressed this, this life sucked
2: and that uh isn't that interesting never happy i was never happy
3: <laughs> I mean, get some hobbies. say what now get some fucking hobbies what do you mean you were never happy you, you... You live in a great state in Florida, besides alligators and basalts. What do you got to fucking complain about down there? I mean, goddammit.
1: We are coming for you, alhamdulillah. And I am glad to say this. Finally, I get behind cameras and say this, you kufar, you kafir, you big dajjal. We are coming for you. Mark my words. Listen to my words, you big kufar. You think, oh, that you killed Osama bin Laden and nothing. You sent him to Jannah, alhamdulillah. You sent him to
2: paradise! Okay. All right. Hmm. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, so uh, this uh, was his buddy. He gives him a shout-out in the uh,
3: dispatch call. Really?
2: Yeah, they went to the same mosque together in Florida.
3: Maybe we need to look into this mosque. Oh, I'm sure the FBI does, and they just like, oh, that's our sleeper cell. Can't fuck with them.
2: Well, it's interesting because when Omar Mateen went to buy a 1,000 rounds, um, when he went to find, uh, buy a 1,000 rounds, and I forget what type of gun he was trying to buy at the store, they denied him service and then promptly called the FBI. No. And according to the FBI, they have no record of a phone call being made. Of course they and, don't. And when this guy left for Syria to carry out his truck bombing. They interviewed Omar Mateen and wrote him off as not a risk.
3: I just, that doesn't, I don't like that. That stinks. I don't like, how many times is this going to happen where I'm sure, didn't the FBI, didn't they have, they had concerns and questions about the two who did the, the bombing? And they just ah man, nah, it's not going to shake out. There's nothing to that. Like how many times are they going to be right under their nose and they just kind of, they just let them go? They're like a fart in a blanket. It just waves on and goes about. I, it doesn't make any sense. That's why I feel like the, it, all of this is just it's out of a playbook. That's not just by happenstance, by chance. It's it's. Everyone has these fucking orders. That's why all these, these people just get left go and, and, and so be it. And then they want to be like, oh, well, we need to take guns away. We need to do all this. No, you need to fucking do your jobs and stand on business and quit letting these people that you know are harmful that are going to cause harm just to go. Like, I know it's it, you can't because they fit your agenda that you want to push down later down our throats. But I mean, son of a bitch, like get a little bit more creative with it nowadays.
2: You know, here's my thing, May. Just be honest. When these things happen, be honest as to the motive as to why they happen. And the whole reason I did this episode was uh, in Perry, Iowa. There was a school shooting that took five lives. Or, you know, took. Yeah, I think it took two lives, maybe. I can't. No, I'm, I'm horrible. But in Iowa, Perry, Iowa, and there is no coverage on it. And why is there no coverage on it? Because it's exactly the same thing that happened in Colorado Springs. It's exactly the same thing that happened in Tennessee. These people that are uh, committing these shootings that get no coverage are people who are on heavy doses of medication, on mood-altering drugs, and um are going through a uh a uh what do they call that body dysphoria yeah. um disease in which they hate their own bodies and in the process of hating their own bodies they begin to hate everyone else and uh you have a, a horrible outbursts where you know people are shot up in a church people are shot up in a school uh and it's happening here in the midwest where we're supposed to be insulated from these matters, yes, it's, it's a matter of time before it happens in South Dakota. It's a matter of time because the system is rigged to create people who don't fit in the system, become morbidly depressed about it, and then find um, uh, fanaticism somewhere else, you know, and find acceptance somewhere else. Is it's, it's old. is school a tale old as time mm-hmm. when it comes to you know, these are kids. He, that kid you know he he didn't know what he was talking about like, muhajin never has killed a baby OBS. W- you know war is war like everyone's killing everyone in wartime
3: yeah you know? you, you kill or you get killed it's, mean, it's
2: idealistic it was idealistic yeah. that's why he was perfect to blow himself up he was exactly the type of ideologue you want to go do something crazy like that and uh and is america right for what they do absolutely not uh it, should anyone get shot up in a club? No. Uh, do can we expect this to happen all the time? Yes, yes, because we can't keep our fucking hands out of other people's affairs. Yeah. As you know, as soon as we stop bombing other people's kids, maybe our kids won't grow up to be fucked up and want to go bomb our kids. Yeah. No,
3: you're 100 right. You're 100. Our hands are so dirty and in so many cookie jars. We're sleeping with so many single moms in the neighborhood. It is unreal. It is. It's bad.
2: It's disgusting. Yeah. It's disgusting. Uh, Like how how much we have just meddled with people's lives. Destroyed whole families. You know, there's a, uh, who was I? uh, I can't remember who I was looking into. Some famous guy. And out of 44 family members, his dad was the only one to escape Auschwitz. The concentration camp. Out of forty-four family members, his dad was the only one to escape. And then I, you know, I can't remember who it was. It's some famous kid, and, you know, grows up to be famous, makes a lot of money. You know, what happens if the other forty-four survived? Yeah, you know, and uh, it, it, this is the exact same thing that's going on. With, um, you know, and I almost wonder if working for this company didn't expose him to what was going on as far as military contractors. You know, oh, G- 100%. G4S, the company he worked for, is in charge of all the detainment camps in West Gaza. That's they're hired by the Israeli government to run their concentration camps in Israel.
3: Yeah, 100 yeah, percent. That company played, yeah, played a part, played a hand. It did, you know, did the, the, almost the little droplet and it just, it caught fire and no fucking.
2: Something's weird about it. And there's no uh, conclusion on this show. It's just, you know, you can look at this at, you know, you can honestly do like three hours of research and just know that whatever the story is, we'll never know. We'll never know what happened here. But we do know that uh, the DOJ purposely withheld that information until the actual audio calls were released in September. And that is a beautiful thing about the American system for as flawed and uh, uh, horrible it has become, there's some rules even they can't avoid. And when it comes to the FOIA requests, I mean, obviously they, you know, with JFK, they've avoided it, you know, with yeah. a lot of other things, they've avoided it. But every now and then it catches them yep. It catches them, and we get a we get to glimpse into what these fuckers are doing. Jimmy Dore. I don't know if you ever watched Jimmy Jimmy Dore show.
1: Uh,
2: no. And it ties into what Devin said, you know, it's like, uh, wake me up when the revolution happens, because that's almost at what this point there was a study done by Princeton in 2000 or 2014 that described the actual um, political structure of the United States country you know like we're told it's what a democracy which we both know it's not wasn't designed as yeah. a democracy it's a republic mm-hmm. right but you know uh, you could say um, uh, the German government considered itself a republic and obviously they were fascists you know, the uh, you know, a, a government can describe itself however it wishes to be, what it actually is is different. Yes,
3: yeah, yeah 100
2: did a study on what the United States government actually is. And if you get a chance to look into this, it's fascinating because since 2001, it Princeton has designated us as a oligarchical uh country, we are ran as an oligarchy, uh, it and it which is interesting because it was uh, the first thing Putin did when he came into power with Russia was remove the oligarchy that had been making, you know, the same. So, you know, countries took two different paths at that point in the early two thousands. Um, we might have to like do an episode on it actually, because it's, it's a fascinating like study. Like they, yeah. they interviewed, I forget how many hundreds of thousands of people and from like poor to middle-class, to corporate interest, to, I forget what the other one was, and then they align it with the political legislation that's done over a period of 1980 to 1999. And uh, the interest of everyone that was in corporate was what was being legislated through, and the middle class and the lower class, which had been interviewed, none of their policies had been, you know, so it's interesting. It's an interesting study done by Princeton. But anyway, that's for another show on uh, tuesday topical tuesday if you can make it crazy stories we gotta get into the texas thing a little bit did you see uh what's going on there with natural gas and now uh, the Biden? Uh, i think today was yesterday was the end of the deadline
3: so there's no i gotta look into that because i know we were talking about it in the chat i gotta i gotta take a peek see texas go. is uh i got a little hotbed of stories going on
2: yes yeah in, that, gotten, in uh... that
3: tiny little state of texas
2: it's gotten uh, – I mean, how, what do you think the odds are Texas Texas, succeeding from the union? Like, I mean, 10 to 1?
3: 10 to 1 if Higher I put them? money on that? Mm. Yeah. I, it, it'd be interesting to see because, I mean, they – They've got the clause. They, They've got the If clause. you do that, like, then now you have to protect from the rest of the United States and then below you in, in Mexico. Like how would that work? Cuz the way Texas is sandwiched like do they have the infrastructure, the power, do they have all that to protect the north and the south and There's
2: a huge military dude. A
3: yeah, I know, but military. it's it's like yeah. It'd be interesting.
2: Do you I think mean, like as the federal government leaves Texas like they left Afghanistan? You know, and there's like Texans holding on to the wheels, trying to get to Mississippi, you know, just to get, you know, like a bunch of liberals,
3: yeah. like, get us out of Texas. Yeah, I moved to God. Austin
2: and there's, I don't like there's it. There's like a a pregnant, non-gendered, yeah.
3: <laughs> just
2: holding on for dear life. You see them
3: fall, and then they go to and Mississippi, and they're wanted, like,
2: she wanted an <laughs> abortion anyway, so it worked out. It was like-
3: Maybe real fuck, they get uh, relocated to uh, Louisiana or Mississippi, and they're like, oh, shit, (laughs) we fucked up. (laughs) Uh, I want to go back. I want to go back.
2: Well, I, I, if Texas becomes its own country, they are expanding up to Mexico City, and there will be a never-ending war into Central America. That will be Texas. They'll be like, "We got terrorist attacks by the, by the, uh, the, uh, the, with the gangs of Mexico, and uh, we're just going to have to take over Mexico." I reckon that's uh, just what we got to do. Protect our southern flank in Texas fashion.
3: I mean that's what I'm saying. That would be that would be wild.
2: Does Texas I mean, get nukes as its own country? Do they have silos there already? Could they just like you know? I mean, dear God, you can't give Texas nukes.
3: I'm sure they just they would just fit their F three fifties and five fifties with the smokestacks and just roll up portable just systems and rolling
2: coal on Mexico.
3: Yeah, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> what a time to be alive. It's let's, beautiful. Let's, That's let's see know. if that shakes out before <laughs> we're in the ground. <laughs> All right, everyone.
2: Have a great week. We will be back Tuesday with more crazy uh, news stories. And uh, until next time, remember, we're a podcast. with a curious mind. <laughs> this is the emergency
0: broadcast. System. This is not a test. Repeat, this is not a test
1: there are problems with the home destination give i'm sorry that lord war is happening i'm sorry